Welcome to a brand new episode of Views of an X Podcast, and I'm your host, Lama. I'd like to thank y'all all for tuning in, where I have various guests come on to talk about the X. This week, we made it to episode 65, and it features my homegirl, Sayo, from the Same Energy Podcast. But before we go there, let's talk about 64. Now, last episode was with Sad Pitt from Saturday and Niche B from the 212 Podcast. She did great co-hosting. She was very funny and held me down on an astrology level. I need that because I know nothing about Pisces and Aquarius being dumb and none of that. I know nothing about it, but thank you, Nishbi, for, for coming through. And Sad Pit, he's a very, very toxic man. I hope things are uh, going well for him. If you haven't heard the episode, go back to 64 and listen to it. He drove that girl crazy, and I hope she's doing well in her life. And overall, I just hope everyone is living with peace and happiness and love. That's what I wish for everyone. I thank Bills for doing the episode. We've seen each other a bunch of times after it. He be outside, outside. Like, I don't know how he does it. I thought I'd be outside, but man, he be outside. So episode 64 featuring Bills, a.k.a. Sad Pit from Saturday, and co-hosting this niche B. If you haven't heard it, please go back. Now we up to episode 65, and it features one-fourth of Same Energy podcast, Sayo. Now, she does a podcast with three other men who I'm familiar with because we all went to college together at UAlbany. And they came together and created a funny, funny podcast. It's one of my favorites. As soon as you hear it, you're just going to automatically laugh at the jokes, the freestyles, the banter, just just everything. And they have something good. I just hope that they stay consistent with it and keep it going. Um, but I met Sayo because of that podcast. I started following her on Instagram. And from there, we built like a little online friendship. But the summer was coming and we was like, yo, we're going to be outside. We're going to finally bump into each other. Let's set something up. Let's get some drinks. Let's do something. And it happened randomly at Juneteenth. Uh, it was Fort Green Park. I was at Fort Green Park. And I was going to ask a guy for directions to somewhere. And right next to the guy was Sayo. And we like looked at each other and was like, oh, shit. Llama, oh, Sayo. And we just started talking. And she was drunk. So she, was, she don't remember her saying that she wanted to do my podcast because she's been engaged. And she has a nice story to tell. I kept it in my mind and I was like, all right, I'm going to hit you up later about this episode. And fast forward, I did that. And she like was like, oh, should I said that? Well, let's do it. And I pulled up to her house and we recorded the podcast. She has a, a wonderful story. I would never guess that she went through some of these things because when you see Sayo, she's just smiling everywhere. She's a, just, just joyful. So you would never know that she went through a lot of this pain and, and stuff that she's been through that she's gonna tell in the story so enjoy yourself i hope y'all love her story and her energy it's definitely a great story and also you get my reaction in real time of the erica badu post of her seeing the still healing please wait um graffiti that i do in dallas so i get my reaction in this episode of me seeing it for the first time and people blowing my phone up and all that um but enjoy yourselves this is episode 65 featuring Sayo from the Same Energy Podcast. Let us know what you think. And also, if you're on the Apple Podcast app, leave a rating and review and share this with friends, family, and your coworkers, just anybody. And hit us up on IG and tag Views of an X on Twitter if you use that. See ya. Bye.
So, oh, so Antigua. Antigua or, it, first of all, it's Antigua. Antigua. Yes. It's Antigua. It, yeah, um, no, most people don't know how to say it. So, I, but I'm here to correct it. Why they put the U though? It's oh, it's um, Antigua was a British colony, and that's how the spelling. Gotcha. So the Goa makes a, a sound. And it says Barbuda. Antigua and Barbuda, Bronx, Philly, Oakland. These are all the places I've lived. Philly. Yeah, for college. All right, in Oakland. Explain that one. I went to started working at Twitter in Oakland. That's when I oh, so I was in Cali for two years. I've and I just moved back. And you was born in Antigua. I was born in the Bronx, and I but I went to Antigua for a few years. All right, growing up, and then came back to the Bronx. You know, what's the need to be shipping their kids away? Yeah, that's and crazy. then I went back and forth to Antigua up until I was like eighteen. Oh, so anytime right. there was a break, my ass was gone. Got you, got you. That's dope. So you have a map of all the places mm-hmm. you live. So now if you live in, what's Bubblefuck? You don't have a map of that? Probably. Like South Carolina. Probably. I I say <laughs> I say these are the most impactful places I live. Like they have a special place in my heart, but these are also the only places I live. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, like I'm not going to get one of Yonkers. Yeah, like, you don't want to do that. Yeah, like I love, I love, New York and I love my apartment, but yeah. Yonkers has not been impactful for me, so I'm fine. Now you're from Same Energy Podcast. I listen to your podcast all the time, even though you're inconsistent. Mm-mm. I'm shouting out Will, Steph, Seth. I would like to say, since we were recording, that yeah. it is not me. It's <laughs> not you. All right. It's, it's not them. you. All right. I'm blaming them. <laughs> you can tell them I said it. All right. Now I found you on there mm-hmm. and funny, funny podcast. Like one of my favorites. Terrible. And y'all all mesh well together. Because and... we're friends in real life, which is also terrible. Because yeah, so we're friends in real life, there. so the fights be in real life, too. Yeah. Now, you was in Oakland, right? For mm-hmm. a while. What made you come back? Um, I just... Oakland wasn't for me. Like, I'm Bronx through and through. Like, uh-huh. I'm an East Coast girl. I First of all, like I said, I was from Antigua. I go to the islands often. Mm-hmm. And having to take 12 or more plus hours just to get to an island from Oakland was not it. Yeah. Also, as much as I love Cali, it's a very chill, laid back vibe. Like, too chill and laid back for me. I'm not trying to... You need gunshots. You need... I don't... No, there's gunshots in Oakland. (laughs) Trust and believe. There's there's gunshots and crackheads and all that shit out there. Like, (laughs) crackheads that make New Yorkers scared. Like, that's... I've never seen a crackhead like I've seen in Cali. But, nah, it was just the vibe of the people. As much as they were cool... It was just too chill. I miss like the East Coast energy, yeah. like the excitement. And I'm not the person to be going to a club, yeah. but it just felt, it felt like home. And then when the pandemic hit, being so far from my family and friends and not knowing like if I'd be able to get on a plane in a moment's notice because the shit might be infected full of COVID because we didn't know what the fuck was going on. Right. That shit was not it. So once I got the opportunity to move back because my job switched my roles, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. I would have so, been out too. I can't. New York always called me back. Every time I moved, yeah. they always called me back. I was, I I know people who stayed in Philly after they graduated. That was not me. Yeah. And it's not me because I was also dating somebody, which is actually the person we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, wow. All right. What a segue, right? Yeah. Transition. So well, I was before, dating somebody. Before we get into that, though. But I'm just letting you know I was dating yeah. somebody and I was just like, I don't want to stay out there. So it was like, hmm. mm. I'm, so I came back to New York because it's home. Yeah. Before we get into that, let the people know who you are, though, because we just started talking. I know. My bad. Really? Okay, so my name is Siobhan, but everybody calls me Sayo or Sio. Siobhan? Yeah, that's my phone. I never guessed that. All right. Because it it looks wild. Like, it's spelled S-I-O-B-A-N, 
Because that's some Antigua, Antigua shit, right? It technically is Irish shit. All the firstborns have Irish names. Don't ask me why. Well, I know why, but um, so nobody knows how to say my name. When they see it spelled, they either call me Sioban or Sioban. So that's how my oh. nickname became Sio or Sio. So that makes sense. Makes that's sense. That's how I am. I'm one. I am one fourth of Same Energy Podcast. Mm-hmm. I am a live events programming producer for a social media company. Um, if it comes up while I'm on here, none of my views represent that company because <laughs> I don't want to lose my job. Gotcha. And yeah, I write, I do content. I, I just be here. All right. So we met for the first time Juneteenth. Yes, we did. In, but we person. Each- in person. In, in person. person. I'm about to say, yeah. we've been fake IG Mad friends for a minute. random. So I'm walking through, making my rounds, saying hi to people. And I, I was going to ask to do something. And mm-hmm. then you was right there. I was like, oh, shit. Exactly. I was um, drunk, but I recognized you. So yeah, I'm very yeah. proud of myself. <laughs> so we were supposed to, yeah, we were supposed to set up a link up. And it just happened to me at Juneteenth. And he was like, you should have me on your podcast. Because I've been... I really don't even remember that. Yeah, I remember. You said that. I remember that we said we were going to do something, but I don't remember I said it. Yeah. Damn. And I the was alcohol like, is a hell of a drug. I was like, you for my, for my podcast? Because I'm like, I don't have no men. She be, she be out I don't have. Me. Thank you. Can you give me that sound bite? Because I don't have any men. <laughs> but <laughs> I do have exes. <laughs> don't right. ask me how to math maths. But based on your show, it's like, Sai was just single. And just single well, I, single. That's true. Yeah. So, but that, this is the ex from, this is the ex is the reason I've been a string of single. All right. We're going to get there too. Exactly. Um, so I was like, I was never guessed to, to have you on my podcast. He was like, yeah, I've been engaged. I was like, really? Oh, so yes. I was like, now I'm intrigued to have you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're here. Um, I told you to fill out the questionnaire mm-hmm. and it's either you give him a name, I give him a name, but the name you have, I have questions. Okay. <laughs> so the name you chose was? Zach. And why did you choose that? Because it is a variant of his middle name, and I know I'm going to remember that. A variant of his middle name? Yes. And he's not white? No. Is he an Oreo? No. It's just Zach in the middle? He's a, he's a hood nigga from, from the Bronx in Mount Vernon. Oh. Yeah. Can he dress? He could. I don't All know right. what he look like now. Now, describe how Zach looks. He is... He's chunky, husky, uh-huh. um, about 5'10", 5'11", which is mad funny because this is also the ex that made me stop dating short niggas. All right. Because you put that. I was <laughs> like, all right. Um, dark skin, braids, nice smile. All right. Like all the things I like. Well, not the braids, but all the things I like about a guy, mm-hmm. but he shorter. Because you're about what, 5'8"? I'm 5'9". Five 5'9". Nine. Five nine, yeah. All right. So you're thick. You're 5'9", thick. Normally, y'all like tall, skinny dudes. I hate skinny niggas. Or short, stocky dudes. So I, I was like, he got to be one of the two. But, but he was short and, and husky, yes. Why is that a thing? I want to know. I don't. I usually don't date short niggas. Like after, after him, I was like, well, if niggas are gonna stress me out, I might as well look up to the nigga. Like, yeah. But no. So every everybody since, since then been tall, like six two, six tall, feet. except for. The last nigga I was dealing with. But I think that nigga did voodoo. I think he has Haitian friends. I don't know how he got me. He was short and skinny and light skin. Wow. Which is completely opposite of my type. Like when people saw him, they were like, Who's, whose man's is that? And I was like, I think that's mine. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think that's mine. Wow. So, yeah. So Zach. All right. So we're now we're going to start from the beginning. Where did you meet Zach and how old were you? 
So I was 16 uh-huh. and me and Zach met at an after school program. We both were working at after school program. All right. He was older than me. So this was like one of his two jobs. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, went to after school. We started chilling. And then he was like my best male friend. Because mm-hmm. I was actually, I had a high school boyfriend for two years, mm-hmm. which is unheard of. But yeah, I had a high school boyfriend for two years. So. Got gotcha. you. So we were chilling for two years and then me and my high school broke up, boyfriend broke up and he was still my best friend, air quote. And now it's senior year. I need a date to prom. Oh, wow. And he's like, you know, I'll take you. I want you like, because I'm- He was already graduated. He's, yeah, he's five years older than me. So he five? already- Oh, wow. He was in college. He had took some time off. He was in college. Mad sweet. Like he always like took me out to dinner and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was young, so I was stupid. So I thought this is what male best friends did. So I'm like, okay, cool. My ex-boyfriend was like, nah, he's trying to get with you. I'm like, no, he's so sweet. He has a girl, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we went to prom together. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this nigga likes me. Like, how did, how did you he was like up? holding my hand when I, we had been drinking. Niggas went to Copacabana. Everybody went to Copacabana after oh, prom in those yeah, days. Cause yeah. I'm, I think I'm much older than you. I'm not 30. much. I'm 36. You're two years older than me. Oh, okay. So, so I know everything. Yeah. Yo, so you probably had 99 bananas as your first drink. Oh, God. Sure. Damn. Not the 99. <laughs> please. That should give me flashbacks. Um, so, yeah. So, we went to Copa. And, like, he was holding my hand when I was drunk. And, like, we were dancing. I remember we were dancing to Only only You by 112. Wow. And the nigga was rapping all the lyrics in my ear. And I was like, I got this nigga sprung. And, like, <laughs> and then I realized, I was like, damn, I think I kind of like him too. Because he like, he could dress. And this is like, since he's older, he had more money. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, he's, he got all the Jordans when they first come out. All his shit match. I'm like, oh, <laughs> a typical hood New York nigga. Yeah, and I yeah. was a hood New York joint. So I was With braids hyped. and hype. So yeah, so that's how we met, and then we started dating a little bit after. I'm so what say, sparked that? It was that prom that sparked it. It was prom that made me realize I liked him. All right, and, but we didn't actually start dating. And I'm, I remember the date, and I will tell you why later on. But July 21st is when we first started dating. July 21st. because we had went out, and I was living with my family. I was 18, mm-hmm. and then you know he was staying with his mom because he had moved out of his girl's apartment because they had broken up. Mm-hmm. And it sounds wild now that I'm 36 and saying this over, but like we got a motel so we can chill and drink. But that's and like, a, that was a regular thing. That was a thing. But yeah. the thing is, we weren't fucking at that point. We weren't. Oh happy. no, you was going to the motel to, to do chill, thing. just to it's chill. Not, oh no, we had done it before. Yeah, he had like got a hotel motel, and then we got drunk and we're play fighting. And then next, you know, I, I kissed him first. So mm-hmm. I kissed him, and he was like, "You know what you're doing?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then we kept kissing and like we were going to have sex and he stopped me. And I was like, you're stopping this? Yeah. And like, he was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go all the way. I'm like, all right, cool. So then we got home and I felt away because I'm like, what nigga is turning me down? Like I had only had one boyfriend. I only had sex with another person. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, I'm confident that I know what I'm doing. But also I'm like, damn, maybe I don't. And he was like, I don't want to do anything because I want you to be my girl. And I didn't wow. want you to feel like I was taking advantage of you. And I was like, oh, so we're dating. And he was like, yeah, like, nah, like, you're my girl now. Like, if you would like to be. And I was like, oh, I guess this is how it's going to go. Wow. 
So, so yeah. at least he made you your girl. It was, it was, yeah, it was that the, date, June, uh, July 21st. July 21st. So yeah, the anniversary. Good. Yes. Um, What was his background? <laughs> He's Jamaican. All right. Did he have Jamaican traits? Um, I don't. Traditional parents. Yeah. Yeah. He had both his parents. Very Jamaican. Like, it's, he was first generation like me. Mm-hmm. So like, he grew up in the Bronx, went back and forth between Bronx Uptown and the Bronx. Like in the yeah, 200s? like by like two thirty third and Dyer. Oh, yeah. That's where yeah, we yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So it's like, but 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 like over yeah. There. yeah, yeah. So Jamaican, um, he could dress. Yes, because he was born up here. So oh, wow. he wasn't off the boat. I said he was first generation. I didn't say he was an immigrant, but he was first generation. Some Jamaicans can dress uh, if they come here young. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right I think that some Jamaican. I'm trying to think dress. back. I'm like, damn, my Jamaican friends either could dress because they lived here or they from here and they picked up mm-hmm. people's uh, uh, style of dressing. Style, yeah. They picked up the, the New York style of dressing versus yeah. that. Because if you go to Jamaica, some of the shit that come up here and you go down there, them niggas is wallabies the and firest niggas out. They come up here and we like, who are these niggas? So, nah, they be dressing crazy though. They do. Tight ass pants, wallabies. Oh Hold on, it's hot. I just realized. I right, do your thing. So he dressed to me. He dressed well. All right. I'm also 18, also first generation immigrant. Like niggas was still rocking rockerwear. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother was not buying me sneakers. I had to. I got my second job to, where I met him mm-hmm. just so I can buy Air Maxes. Like mostly all all, all of us did. That some of you. I'm like my mother. My mother had money for us. Thank God. But mm-hmm. like she was like, I'm not paying ninety dollars for some Air Maxes. So that's what that check went. That's what made me stop following trends. Cause like I, I worked mad hard at my summer youth job mm-hmm. to buy some visas. Everybody thought it was fake. So I was like, I would never follow a trend. I would never. <laughs> Not they thought it was fake. They thought it was fake. I will so, say, guys had it harder because y'all really had to wear name brand. Yeah. I was able to rock every color of a Chinese slipper and be a bad bitch. You not? You, you had Chinese slippers? I had the Mary Janes and the slip-ons. I hated those. That's I hated fine. Them. I was killing the game with them shit. I wish you would tell me I wasn't. <laughs> I gotta see pictures. I will find pictures. I hated I those. Had a, I had a full rockerwear fit on. It's because my Chinese friends slippers. Like I didn't mind them, but my friends, they, it was no coming around them with, with Chinese slippers. They were like, "Hold it! Oh, she got those on!" Like it was, it was bad. Your it was friends bad. Was bougie. I was not be was your friends because they would hate me. It was bad. That's fine. But so, all right. At that age, what would what were, what were the dates looking like? It was eighteen. Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas went to Applebee's in New Rock. Like, we went to Oriental Buffet on Boston Road. Like, Ooh. yeah, that was back in the day, those wings was, I thought they was doing something because they put the little oyster sauce on mm-hmm. the wings. I was like, oyster? That was not oyster sauce, probably. It was probably soy sauce and a mixture. It was, it was probably soy sauce glaze or some yeah. shit. <laughs> and niggas was gas. But like, yeah, we went, we were local uptown niggas. Like, we went to dates in Applebee's and yeah, yeah. Fridays. Sometimes we went to the city and shit. I also, we also started dating right before I went away to college. Mm-hmm. So I went to school at Temple in Philadelphia and he was still in college at Hunter up here. Oh. So like we started dating in July and I literally left in August. And what was that like? Um, It was hard at yeah. first. Like I, I would sneak up all the time. Like I would, I was... My first semester, I was in like the Woods campus mm-hmm. of Temple. I don't, I've never been there. Yeah. So they have like three different, they have a bunch of different campuses, but one is like in like Ambler, PA, which is like the suburbs. So you All weren't right. on main campus in Philly at one point. So I was, every weekend there was nothing to do. You would literally just be 
in the dorms with yeah. your friends. I I learned how to play spades. I'm one of the best play, spades player you've ever. We gotta see this. All right. First of all, don't <laughs> don't ever try to disrespect me in my we spades gotta game. Gotta see this because I literally played twenty thousand games of spades in that. Like we played spades all day every day when we didn't have class because yeah. there was nothing else to do. Yeah. It was literally eat, smoke black and miles because that's what Philly <laughs> niggas do, and play spades. Yeah. So, um, so I would literally sneak up every weekend. Like mm-hmm. I went into my family. I was coming up. He would pick me up from Port Authority and mm-hmm. I would spend the weekends there. We couldn't go out too much because then I would get caught. Yeah. So we would chill or he would come down to visit me. Um, so it wasn't, it was hard so at first. So it wasn't like a bad long distance relationship. Yeah. Because she was always coming up. It wasn't as bad <clears throat> my first year. The second year when there was more shit to do on main campus because mm. I was in the heart of Philly and I had all my friends there. Um, that's when it started to get rocky because I wasn't coming home as much. and. Yeah. He didn't want to come down because he didn't like my roommate, who was my homegirl from college. I mean, from high school. Um, and I'm friendly. Like, I'm just always been a friendly, sociable person. Mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah. Like, I talk to people. I'm, you my nigga. Like, niggas non-binary. Like, I'm cool with whoever. Yeah. He didn't like that I had male friends. And, like, Ooh. we were close. And I would consider my close male friends because he's like, I know what girls do in college. And I'm like, so you think I'm that type of girl? And it would be an argument all the time. So yeah, trust issues. Describe his like his personality. Um, he's very well. He was low key to himself. All right. Um, you know he had a he had friends in the the streets, but like yeah. nigga nigga was a crip nigga. Like I don't. <laughs> he wasn't like he knew niggas, but he always kept to himself for the most part. Mm-hmm. He had a few of his friends, but we were I guess because we were friends like that. Yeah. He didn't. He always assumed like somebody else would do the same thing. Like he, like I took you from your nigga, and I'm like, you did not. I broke up with my nigga, my old <laughs> nigga. But he's like, I took you from your old nigga. So, like, how you know these niggas ain't trying to do the same thing? Mm. And I'm like, even if they are, you didn't become my nigga until I was ready. I made the move on you, and I was completely single. Yeah. So that was always the back and forth. So we always got in a lot of arguments about that. Mm. But then he always came back. So. <laughs> <laughs> So the trust issues was a, a first start. That was, would you say that was like a first red flag? No, absolutely not. The first red flag was his ex girl. Like she was in the picture ever since the. the start? She was wild. Like she would make fake screen aim screen names and hit me up, and like she would make it seem like she was at his house. She would mm. call me. She was like, "We still fucking," and like. Now that I look back, I'm sure there's some validity to what she said. He probably was. Yeah. But at the time, there would be times where he was next to me and she would call me saying this shit. So I'm like, oh, this bitch is lying. Like, it, she would stalk him. He used to have like a side job at, it's so funny, a side job at a gas station. So I would go visit him while he was on duty because, you know, when you go to the gas station, they lock the door late yeah. at night. Yeah. So he would let me in. I would chill with him. And one day I came to visit him. And she must have been stalking him from across the street waiting for me to pull up. So when I got there, she, like, tried to break the door down. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm thinking uh-huh. it's a crackhead. It was her. <laughs> and I'm like, but he, oh, he's like, yo, she crazy. We've been together for so long. She just don't know what to do. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she don't know what to do That now that I'm moving on. Yeah. So I always believed him. That really should have been my first red flag. A crazy ex bitch. I don't deal with that shit no more. Like, so that should have been the first red flag. But the trust issues were definitely the second. Mm. All right. So fast forward a little bit. Um, you're mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. Now you're in your sophomore year. Yeah. 
what was something you wasn't getting no hit up like you was getting like hit up by other men on the campus or I mean yeah niggas started talking to me but you never looked at them nah not like that none of them really, really? I'm also if you say you listen to the podcast I hate everybody so I'm very rarely attracted to a person yeah. so that's why like when I like somebody I'm like I so you good. Yeah, you, you, you my nigga now like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very rare I'm a I like somebody somewhere where I'm like attracted and I actually want to be with them. So, um, so yeah, there was probably like one guy on campus. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, I think there's probably like one guy, maybe two mm-hmm. that I was like, I'm attracted to. And, but I always made sure like, I'm not cheating on my nigga. Like, like I thought we were getting married. So it was kind of like, I'm not even going to try and do this. Cause I was always scared I was going to get caught too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not even going to try to do this with him. Man, college was crazy. Yeah, literally when I graduated and everybody's home, like when me and my nigga broke up and I graduated, they were like, yeah, we used to drop you home after the party and we used to go knew. do our, and keep doing the rest of it. I'm like, wait, so y'all didn't go home and go to sleep at two o'clock? They was like, no, bitch. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm home. Like, damn, me and my friends going to bed early. No, all them bitches and niggas was going out and doing wild shit. And I was home watching TV. Cause calling they knew, my man. like, yeah. Yeah, because they knew, like they knew I wasn't, I wasn't even trying to be unfaithful. Like, I was always down for whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. But I definitely wasn't fucking no other niggas. Man, so your college career, was it, it wasn't like a real dating type of thing. Because you would just come and visit, you will come and visit. It was mm-hmm. just a, a young love. Yeah, basically. but I was, I was outside at Temple. Like, I, that was one of the issues. Because I stopped coming home because I was having fun with my friends on the weekend. Yeah. Did you pledge? No. All, all my right. friends are Greek, but I did not pledge. All right, all right. Fast forward a little bit, you graduate Temple, right? Mm-hmm. How was that? Did you come and visit for your graduation? Um, well, there's a piece in between there that like was a fuck up. So I graduated a semester late. All right. And we, you know, midterms is around like February. So it was February 2007. I graduated December 2007. I was supposed mm. to graduate May. And I had finals around Valentine's Day. So I didn't, I wasn't able to go up mm-hmm. for Valentine's Day. And I went up for Valentine's Day in April. We did like a fake late Valentine's Day. He had all these balloons laid out in the house. It was cute. You know, had sex, went to sleep. His phone kept going off. And I don't check phones, but his phone kept going off. And I'm like, something told me check his phone. I looked at his Intuition, yeah. I looked, check in, gotta remember, uh, listen to your intuition. I looked at his phone and I see this girl keep calling. Mm. Her name is Wild. I'm not even going to say her name. I can't even think of a fake name, but her name is very distinct. So I open up Let's the call phone. call her Blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking random. Blueberry. So Blueberry keeps calling. And I'm like, I look through the text and it's like, why aren't you answering me? Like, I know you said you were going to be busy this weekend, but I need you. Da, 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 da. Like, what's going on? I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So mm. I get dressed. I, I I see what I need to see. Basically, him telling he misses her. The wow. Shit. Yeah. I see what I need to see. I get dressed. He lived not too far, far enough that I shouldn't be walking at three o'clock in the morning down Boston Road, mm-hmm. but close enough that I would walk it if I need to, which yeah. I was because I was a broke college student. Yeah. And I got dressed, but I'm dramatic. So I like threw something at him and I'm like, He's like, what's going on? I said, yo, lock the door behind me. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, lock the door behind me. He's like, where are you going? I said, I'm home. I'm going home. So you can tell Blueberry she can come over now. Mm. And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, I went through your phone, nigga. So I leave. 
So now I'm walking down the street. I'm looking to see if the, the 30 bus is coming on Boston Road because I'm like, bitch, you are broke. You do not have money <laughs> for a cab. But also you're walking down the street with your bag now because my family didn't know I was here for the weekend. Right, right. So I'm walking down Boston Road like, how am I going to, where am I going to go? Am I going to my friend's house? Am I going home? What am I doing? So he comes running down the street and he's like, what do you mean? Like, what's going on? I said, yo, nigga, I seen the text messages. It's fine. And I remember he looked at me and said, so you're not fucking nobody else at Temple? And I was like, no, actually not. He's like, you dead ass? I'm like, but why would he, why would he get that idea? Because he assumed that I was fucking one of these friends that I had. And I was like, no, I'm mm. not. So he was like, well, I only fucked her a few times. And then I realized, like, I, we decided to be friends because I said, so you cheated on me. And then decided to be friends with the bitch that you cheated on me with. And he was like, yeah, because, you know, it's not because I want to be with you. And I was like, now we're not together at all. Like, it's a dub. Like, I can't be with no nigga who cheats on me. Oh, so, like, wow. we broke up. And we were broken up for that April to, like, January, April 2007 to January 2008. Hmm. So at this point, we have been together three years. Yeah. No, four years. We got together in 20, oh, 2003. So we were together for four years. We broke up and he had tried to get back with me, but I was, I was hurt. Like I was hurt. And then I was trying to be, you know, I was trying to be outside, be fast. It's my last semester of college. Mm-hmm. I was real. And that's when I realized I hate everybody. Like that's the semester I realized I hate everybody because I tried to go on dates. Yeah. It wasn't working. So then, you know, we, when I moved back to New York after my last final, he picked me up. We had a conversation. Oh, so I was still talking in between. I, not as much, but more, I got in a car accident October oh. 2003. and uh, 2007, sorry. Yeah. So, like, somebody told him, so he hit me up, and we started talking a little bit more. So at this point, from April to, like, October, we probably spoke to each other three times at that mm-hmm. much. And then after that, we started talking a little bit more, a little bit more. And then I... Graduation came in January, and by that time we had we gotten much closer. Like we already went out for my birthdays, January sixth, yeah. his birthday. So he came to my graduation, and I just realized seeing him in the stands, I was like, "Damn, I really do want to marry this nigga." Like, <laughs> all right, I guess. So when we got back, I was like, "Look, if we're gonna do this, like we can't do this with no games. Like we got to know that we're doing this because we're planning on getting married." Right, right. Big stupid at twenty three years old. Why the fuck would I say that? But yeah, so we got back together. And we were together, that was 2007, 2008. We were together another three years after that. All right. So describe that, describe that thing. Did you build uh, trust issues towards him? I had some. Yeah. I was, I was always a little, every time his phone rang late, like, I'd mm. be like, damn, what is this? However, he was, um, he was involved in street pharmaceuticals. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So, yeah. Obviously, like, that was part of the job. So, like, he worked to try to build up my trust. But at that point, it was kind of like, I feel like I, me going away to college really changed me. Yeah. And I saw a lot more than what the Bronx had to offer. Right, right. Like, as much as we talk about how, like, a melting pot New York is, a lot of immigrants come and stay in the borough that they at. Like, all I knew was Bronx, a little bit of Harlem, but... My family wanted me to stay here. Yeah. So I didn't even get to understand what the city was like. And stuff like yeah. So when I got to Temple, I was culture shocked. Like, I'm like, the only Ethiopians I've ever seen were like on TV asking for 10 right. cents a day. And I'm one of my closest friends is Ethiopian now. 
And I remember going to her. I was like, you are beautiful. Where are you from? Mm -hmm. And she was like, Ethiopia. And I was like, and I said, I only know Ethiopians from the TV asking for money who need 10 cents a day. And she was like, well, <clears throat> my college tuition is 20000 a semester and I'm here. So, yeah. and I was like, you right, bitch. I, <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. And, but it was just, it really opened your eyes to different cultures. Yeah. And I, this is why I'm an advocate for like people going away to school. It changes your perspective. Yep. But he stayed home. He went to Hunter and I'm proud of him. Well, I was proud of him for going to college still, but he stayed home. He was still doing hood nigga shit, hanging out with the same hood niggas, mm -hmm. like looking for jobs, but nothing like, wanted. Mm. he never wanted to leave New York. I mm. didn't either, but I think he wanted to, I didn't because I'm like, I really enjoyed New York. I think he didn't because he didn't want to move anyplace else. Gotcha. So like we started to grow apart. And that, and like just goal, goal. Yeah, goal. yeah. and goals and like, I still want to hang out with my friends. Again, he's five years older than me. So now I'm 23. He's 28. Mm. I want to still hang out with my friends. He's Jamaican nigga. He like, all right, so when we having these kids, he already had a daughter. I'm like, whoa, 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 nigga. Like, we not even engaged yet. Like, I don't, mm. I don't mind getting pregnant, but I would prefer we, like, do this the right way. Right. And I think in the back of my head, again, intuition, I knew something was off. Because all I've ever wanted was to be a wife and my, a mother at that point. Like, I was like, I'm going to have kids. I'm going to be a wife. We're going to be have a house. Like, by 30, my shit is set. So I think that was intuition in the back of my head, too. Like, nah, this is not the right move. Because we just started growing. And I realized little shit wasn't adding up. Like, this is when I realized, like, your story just doesn't seem like mm -hmm. it's making sense. Yeah, yeah. So he had moved with his mom to Long Island because he's like, you know, it's hard for me to find a job in the recession. He's doing social work. And I would see him and he would come to my house and just fall asleep. I'm still living with my mom. He would fall asleep. I'm like, why are you so tired, nigga? Like, I work two jobs. Why are you so tired? Right. Like, he would come to my house and fall asleep, knocked out. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Mm. And it would be like, I, we speak every day for the most part. But there would be like a few days, like, we didn't speak. And I remember. But you were so in love. You ain't paid no I didn't, I didn't pay. I, like. It wasn't I wasn't unloved. Is I was so busy with my friends. Like I'd be mm. like, all right, well, I'm I'm gonna hit you up. Like, what are you doing? But I'm also like, if this is what you need to do, this is what yeah. you need to do. You know, you got a daughter. You have a second job too now. Like, whatever. As long as you let me know what's going on. Like, I, if I'm with somebody, I trust them, and I know that's a fault also. But like, that's why I also don't get involved with a lot of people because I'm going to trust you completely yeah. until yeah. you fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, so it was, it was just like back and forth, little shit. And then I, re I don't think I've ever actually told anybody the story, but reason the night we got engaged, it was supposed to. Well, you fat, you went, you went far. All right, hold on. Because there's not really anything in between there. All right. All right. All right. right. So the night so he lived in Long Island. He, he lived in Long Island. We were going back and forth. We were just, I was, oh. Did you have only, a career at this time or a job at this time? I was, I was building my career because right, right, I have cool. a marketing degree. So, but that was the recession. Nobody was really hiring. So I Got worked you. at CVS. I was working at Costco, and then eventually started like working in sales at like a conference company. Gotcha. So, and that was like twenty five. Yeah. So I was working at that same company when him and I got engaged and also broke up. All right, so all right. like, I started working there. I had bought myself a little car. Mm -hmm. You know, I doing things. And he had a car. And then I ended up, I'm like, we, we're going to get married. So we're both on the same insurance. 
We're both what? under the same font. It was a hot ass mess. I was, I was. Sprung. This is all your ideas the, to put him on your insurance. Put I don't him. actually. I don't remember. I don't remember. That was so long ago, but it probably was. I that like that was my heart. That was my nigga. We were getting married. Fuck these other niggas because I'm down for my nigga. Like <laughs> I, I was getting married to this nigga, like without a doubt. So it. He ended up losing his job. So I was paying for both of our car insurances and both of our phones on like a $30,000 salary. How I did it, I don't know. Guys probably can't get this side no more. (laughs) Nigga, can they not? The tricking side, they probably can't get this no more. No, I trick on my niggas, but it takes a while for you to... Also, I have no niggas. So, (laughs) (laughs) like, I can't... If I love you, even my friends, I'm getting stuff. I'm going to take care of you. Like, I'm just naturally a person who takes care of the people that they love. Yeah, yeah. So... The person that I'm planning on marrying, nigga, you can have whatever you want. Like, I'm going to make sure we're good because we're doing this forever. It's going to be ebbs and flows. Like, sometimes you're going to have me. He had me at the beginning. Yeah. He stopped. I asked him to stop being a street pharmaceuticalist or whatever the word is, pharmacist. Yeah. And now he was down. So that's on me. Yeah. So I, like, made sure we were good. And when shit got back up again, I expected him to hold me down. Like, it was just... It, right. That's how a relationship is. Yeah. Or it's supposed to be. A little be. understanding, yeah. So, fast forward, I get a call one day. He has my car. Wait, wait. He he, he proposed. No, no, right. no. This is, all right, this all right, is cool, the proposal. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Again, this is the story I don't think I ever told any. I think I told one person it was my cousin. Um, He has my car. Because mm-hmm. his car was in the shop. And he has my car. And I get a call mm-hmm. from his number. Yeah. But it's a girl on the phone. And I'm like, hello? And it's the same girl he cheated on me with in 2007. And I'm like, it's Blueberry. This is what it is. Yeah. And I'm like, hello? He's like, she's like, yo, what's, oh, actually, let's pause that real quick. I spoke to Blueberry in 2007. You, you called her? Yes. I called her. I on some woman and woman I, shit? I approached her. On, not even I'm coming to you as a woman. Yeah. I approached her on some, yo, what the fuck you doing, my nigga? Like, Again, I'm a little hood bitch. So yeah. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, yo, I didn't know he had a girl. Mm. He, we weren't like, we were dating. She told me like he took her out for his, for her birthday. She said her birthday was like Halloween weekend. He rented a limo and took her through the city. And I knew I was with him Halloween weekend. So I'm like, there's some holes in this. I saw him one day, but not the other. Mm-hmm. So there's some holes in the story. And I'm like, I feel like she's lying. Yeah. But also, he already admitted to cheating with her. So I feel like she's gassing it so that way we can be completely done. But so me and her had spoken mm-hmm. before. And she was like, that was my man in my head. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, whatever. And that's also one of the reasons I didn't speak for him for so long. Because I'm like, there's two conflicting stories and I don't know what to believe. So now Blue, this Blueberry is on my phone. What I re- I don't remember her num- her voice, but I pick up. She says hello, and I was like, actually, and I hung up. Mm-hmm. So then I went texting through his phone, and she like, so this this gray Civic that he's driving that I'm in the car. No. That's it. I'm like, oh nah. So now I'm like, yo, tell the wow. nigga pull up with my car because if he doesn't pull up with my car, I'm gonna pull up to his house because now he's living back in Mount Vernon. I'm gonna pull up to his house. And I'm fucking both of y'all up. Like, like mm-hmm. I'm, I call, I know my cousin knew about this because I called my cousin. I said, bitch, give your daughter to your mother. We have to go. Because I can't jump both of them. The right. nigga's big. So, and I've never seen her. So I don't know, whatever. 
So he calls me. He's like, calm down. I'm coming to get you. But I'm like, no, fuck you. Bring my car. Like, I don't need to talk to you. Your phone is going to be off tomorrow. Bring my car. Get new insurance. It's a dub. And I remember the girl calling back. It was a, a, a girl calling back. I don't know if it's the same girl. Joking around and be like, just kidding. It's my, you know, it's his cousin. Look out the window. And I'm like, look out the window. Mind you, I'm head tied up, greased up, sweats on. <laughs> <Said> greased. <laughs> like, I'm waiting for to pull up to my car with my car so I can fuck him up. Yeah. Like, I have I have a blade in my pocket because I'm cutting the nigga. And I look out the window and it's all his friends with all these different signs and balloons. And it's like, will you marry me, Siobhan? Wow. And I'm like, what? So I come downstairs and he's in my yard. And like, he comes out, he, his friends are in the back and he gets on one knee. And I'm still in a head tie, sweat. <laughs> ready to fight. Ready to fight. Like, and he's like, you know, this, I guess this plan didn't go as well as you wanted me to, but I really want to spend the rest of my life with you. Will you marry me? And he put the ring on my finger. And I remember being like, I don't even like this ring. And I said, yes. And I was like, and that was the end. That was literally the, the beginning of the end for me. Like, it's wild that the ring is what I was so excited about the wedding. But I was not excited about oh, us. All right, all right. Like, I wasn't excited about the marriage. Yeah. So, like, we decided not to tell my family at first, which was the first red flag for me. Because I'm like, why am I not excited to tell my family I'm marrying the love of my life, who I've been dating at this point for seven years? Mm -hmm. So, that's stupid. But we hid it from my family because we were like, you know, we just want some time to really figure it out. Right. And we decided we were going to go to Justice of the Peace on our anniversary the next year. Wait, what is that? Justice of the Peace? Where they marry you in the courthouse. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right. Yeah, all right, so right, when right. they marry you at the courthouse, we were going to do that on our anniversary in 2011. Mm. So, mind you, it's 2010 now. Um, and I was just, the, it just didn't feel right. Like, yeah, he's yeah. trying to get his shit together. We were supposed to move in with each other in February 2011. And then- I, Was you funding this? No, I was oh, not funding. Got you, got you, got you. We were moving. He, had, he now had his job, you know- he was, he had got him his own place because now he's back in Mount Vernon. But where he was staying at, I'm like, I'm not living there. Like, it was some hood nigga shit. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not living there. So we need to find a place. I'm still paying both of our insurances and he's paying our phone. But obviously, that's completely different skewed. And um, I remember it was October. Mm -hmm. And he's at my house, knocked the fuck out again. And his phone goes off. Wow. And I said, I need to check the phone. And it's Blueberry again. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I wake him up and he's like, I saw her the other day on Fordham Road. He's like, you know, we had a conversation. We exchanged numbers. We just wanted to catch up because we were friends at one point. And I'm like, nah. I, but then there's this other shit in his phone. And it's this girl asking me, asking him. What kind of phone was it? How you getting so easy? I don't remember. I think it was an Excel. No, it wasn't an Excel. It had to be a BlackBerry. Man. Yeah, right. that security on that BlackBerry was not it. Trash, yeah. So, or I knew his password probably. Or he fell asleep and didn't lock it. All right, all right. That could It could have been a multitude. Also, I'm tricky, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I, But there was another text from some a name I didn't know. And it was a girl saying, yo, where are you? She's in labor. 
And I was like, what? So I woke him up and he said, he was like, you know, he told me the excuse about Blueberry. And then he's like, the other girl's a co-worker. She's having twins and her man left her. And, you know, he's been like a sounding board. So he, you know, I guess she's asking for him while she was in labor. And I'm like, this don't make no sense. We got in a big ass argument. We're in my room in my grandmother's house. Big ass argument. And I remember I'm blocking the door. And the nigga like grabs me and takes me. And he like starts to choke me. And I remember not being like. To cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. But in that situation, there's only two ways to get out. It's like. No, well, no, there's three. Well, the two ways, what's the two ways you say? I like, fight back yeah. or just let him keep choking me? No, 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 no. I'm talking about for him to get out the house. Oh. You blocking him out. That's why I, I had that conversation with, a, with one of my homegirls. She did that to her man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're screaming for him not to hit you, but there's only two ways. Either he call the cops yes. or well, so physically. I will say that's literally the only, well. What I'm, other way? Because he, he's screaming at no, you. No, no, no. So that's not, I wasn't, we weren't talking about the same thing. Oh. So that's my fault. <laughs> But like, yeah, he tried to move me and I'm like nah, arguing right? because I want him to stay because I want to, we need to have a conversation about yeah. this. And I remember like, I guess he got so upset that I was fighting him back. Like he like put his hands around my neck. Mm. So now I'm on the bed and he's choking me. And I remember thinking, not damn, this nigga's choking me. I got to leave him. I remember thinking, damn, I might have to leave him eventually after this. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, fuck this nigga kick him in the balls, whatever the shit. It was like, it was so passive. It was just like, damn, I probably have to leave him eventually because of this shit. This shit is wild. But I'm just sitting, and then he let go and then he left. So I I just remember, and I still, we were still together. We were still together. That was October, 2009, 2010. Yeah. But after that, it was just kind of like, I knew that eventually the end was coming. And it didn't, it happened around our birthdays in 2011, which was early January. Yeah. We were just like, we were supposed to go away for my birth. We were supposed to. But how did y'all make up after that? I don't, we didn't, we acted like nothing happened. And you found out it was the kids. So I never found out about the twins. I don't know if those twins are his or not, but like, we just, we never spoke about it. Mm. But I'm in my head, the way everything else, because most of the shit happens in the next few months. I'm assuming those kids were his, but it was just, it was wild. Like it, we, my birthday, I usually just do something with him and do something with my friends. Cause again, he's very chill, not really a yeah, social yeah. person. And I was like, nah, we are 26. We're getting married. Well, I'm 26. I'm 26. He's 31. Like 30 something, right? yeah. We're getting married in July. It's January. You need to start coming out with me to my friend shit and my shit. So I'm like, I'm having three events. One is a dinner, one is a happy hour, and one is a club. You can either come to dinner and a happy hour, mm. or you can come to the club. You get two of the light shit or one of the big shit, because I know right. you hate clubs. He's like, all right, I'm going to do the club. We get to the club. He can't get in because of his, his uh, shoes. So I'm like, nah, we got to pay. We got to do something. He like, no, just go home. Just like have fun. I can't get in. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you sure? Like, I'm, I'm, it's my nigga. My nigga yeah, has yeah. to come in. My best friend's there. She's like, we'll take her home. Don't worry about it. Like, go home. I'm like, I'm upset. I'm talking to him. He like, no, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go anyway. So like, I I feel like the nigga wore the boots on purpose, but (laughs) he like, you know, I don't want to go anyway. So I, 
go to the party, have a great time, come home, back to his house. Mm -hmm. The nigga is pissed. I'm like, what are you upset about? He's like, you dead ass went to this party without me. I said, my birthday party? Right. That people came from Philly and and Maryland for? He was like, yeah, how the fuck you going to go into this party? So we argue. And I remember we argued so bad, I took my ring off and I put it on the counter. And I was like, we don't want to do this. We don't got to do this. And I left. I, we when I left in the morning, I left the ring there. I was like, you need to think about this. Like we're we're still together, but I'm leaving this ring here because I want you to see it and know where I'm at because you're wilding the fuck out right now. And we didn't speak much for the next two weeks because my aunt had got really sick. She had a brain aneurysm, and that was the same shit my dad had died from. Mm. So it was just a bunch of shit going on in my family, um, and we didn't see each other. But he knew how important my dad was to me or yeah. like my, whatever. So this was fucking me up. I didn't see him for the full two weeks my aunt was in the hospital. I, he didn't like hardly checked on me. I'm like, oh, this nigga is wildin'. Yeah. So his birthday comes around and it's the same weekend as like some traumatic shit that happened to my friend. I'm mm. like, listen, so it's your birthday. It's your 31st. Let's go out to dinner. I know we've been beefing. He like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to celebrate. Mm. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to Philly then, nigga. Like, don't, please, please don't pay. Like, don't try to bait me. Like, I'm really going to go. So he like, I'm like, I bet. So I went to Philly and then we talked when I was in Philly. We had a deep ass conversation. Yeah. And then niggas was like, I came home, then I didn't speak to him for three days. I'm like, all right, so I'm not doing this back and forth with you. You have the ring? We we done. We broke up on BB. I broke up with him on BBM because I was just like, Cause he hit me that morning. I had called him, hit him a few times. He didn't answer. Then he hits me on Wednesday morning. I remember the shit like it was yesterday. He hit me on. He said, "Yo, it's wild that you really didn't hit me up." I'm at work. It's <laughs> it's ten o'clock on a Wednesday. Wow. He's like, "It's wild that you really just stopped hitting me up and didn't figure out if I was dead or alive." I said, "My nigga, I called you Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday morning, and you stopped answering. So, and you're reading my BBMs because you know that shit was snitching back in the day." Yeah. So I'm like, it's it's a dub. Like, I can't do this. Whatever you're going through, you need to go through this by yourself. And when you're ready, we can get back together. And, you know, we try to get back together that weekend. The nigga went missing for like three hours when he was supposed to pick me up. Right. I spazzed. And I was like, yo, fuck this shit. We can't do it. Took him off my insurance. Mm. Took him off my phone. Complete severance. And that was, the last time I saw him was when he handed me my license plates. In February 2011. And I went to go Atlanta. Because now at this point, I have a new nigga. <laughs> Wait, that fast? We had already been started. We already started like texting already yeah. in January. Because I saw it was going downhill. But I always like made sure. Y'all be clocked out months early. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm like, I've been clocked out. So when the nigga approached me, I'm like, I got a nigga. But also, we can still talk. Yeah. So when me and my nigga broke up, it was like, all right, he's in Atlanta. We start talking every day. I was going down there for a trip anyway. He's like, yo, come a day too early. I'm like, you ain't got to tell me twice. Yeah. So I'm like, this nigga owes me money for canceling the phone, back mm. insurance. I'm waiting for him to give me the money. He never shows up to drop me the money off. My original yeah, nigga. Zach. Zach. I forgot the name. We, so I didn't <laughs> want to snitch. Um, so then I'm like, all right, I'm cursing him out. He hits me while I'm in Atlanta and he's like, you know, I understand, but the person who's supposed to be the best man in his wedding 
he said, got killed on a motorcycle accident because he used to play, he used to do motorcycle. He got killed on a motorcycle accident. He's like, I'm not even thinking about you and your money right now. I'm like, now I'm distraught because I'm like, I, the last eight years, I knew this nigga. Yeah. So what the fuck? So I'm like, do you need, was the funeral? They like, they just cremated him. They had a private ceremony. I'm like, so quickly? Like, that sounds odd, but all right. I'm like, yo, I don't even care about this money at this point. Like, it's a dub. And shit just started to progress. With you and? With, no, just oh. with the shit I was finding out. Because now oh, we're not together. Wow. All right. I'm driving my it little, always happens that way. Yeah. I'm driving my little brother to school. And no, I'm sorry. I used to drive my little brother to school, but I get a ticket in the mail and it's like Mount Vernon police DMV. One of my best friends is in Mount Vernon. So I'm like, I know I'd be driving parking in her car, so I know I shouldn't have no parking ticket. Mm. I see it's a $60 parking ticket for like by his house. And I'm like, I didn't get no parking ticket by his house. So I call DMV. I'm like, hello, you know, I think there's a mistake. I give him my license, my I mean, he's like, she's like, are you Siobhan Messiah? And I'm like, yeah. She was like, yeah, there is a mistake. And I was like, thank you. She was like, you don't have a $60 ticket. You have $1,500 worth of tickets from Mount Vernon and a warrant for your arrest. And I was like, excuse me? The nigga abandoned the car with the registration sticker still on it at a hydrant in oh, Mount Vernon. Because wow. he knew that I would get the tickets and not him. So then I had to clear all that shit up. We figured it out. Well, I figured it out. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to, like, I want to kill this nigga at this point. I'm like, yo, if I'm taking my little brothers who go to school in Westchester, if the police pull me over, they're taking my little brothers to, to wherever for the day, and my family's going to kill me. Yeah. Um, time progressed in maybe May of 2011. I'm, to, I'm driving down Boston Road. I see this car that looks familiar, and, but the person isn't making eye contact with me. And I'm like, and it's, it's one of the off-roads of Boston Road, so it's close enough that I can see in there. Mm-hmm. And the light changes, and I think he's like trying to let me turn to go down the street because everybody knows I turned down the street. Who's from the Bronx? Who knows me? But the people behind him were beeping, so he yeah. had to go straight. It was his best man that he said got killed in the car accident. Oh, and I'm like, nah, that's not this nigga. And I'm like, yo, what? So now um, I'm like, all right, this nigga clearly was not who I thought he was. Right. Whatever the case may be. The final straw was I went on a date August 1st. Same year. Same year, 2011. This is all 2011. We broke up in January. The craziest. Went down in history for me. August 1st, I'm on a date. Yeah. And I see this girl that I used to work at the community center where where I met him. So, I, you know, I I have a car. So I'm like, listen. And me and the date, we knew each other from apart. So I trust him. I'm like, yo, go in my car. I just want to catch up with her real quick. He like, I bet. I'm talking to her and she's like, you know what's funny? I seen Zach the other day and it's wild. Like we all thought you were going to get married. I'm like, yeah, you know, shit happens. He was like, yeah, so I'm with this new girl. But I'm like, you know, at this point I already had a nigga uh, and broke up with him, the Atlanta nigga. And, you know, I'm I'm on a date right now. Like I'm not pressed about that. It's Mm -hmm. August. We broke up in January and I broke up with him. So I wasn't pressed. And she was like, yeah, you know, things just happen for a reason because y'all were together so long. And you never had no kids. And he been with this girl. And now she about to have this baby. And I'm like, oh, wow, really? And I was like, yeah. I was like, no. And so I'm like playing it cool. I'm like, yeah, I knew about his new girl, but I didn't know that she was about to have his baby. She was like, yeah, I saw him in June. And she was like nine months. She said she was due in July. And I'm like, (laughs) 
Wait, the math is in math. <laughs> because if we broke up in January, she shouldn't be nine months. Mm-hmm. Me and, you know, Bronx is only so big. Mm-hmm. Me and the powers that be found out that he had a baby with Blueberry mm. July 19th. And we were supposed to get married July 21st. So I'm like, at this point, I'm over it. Like, in my head, Have I'm over Have you ever seen Blueberry? I'm not in person. Oh, all right. Pictures? Ye- pictures, I found pictures. But years later, maybe two, ne- maybe the next year, I'm driving with my best friend. And I'm driving down 145th in Harlem. And I look over to talk to her because she's in the passenger side. And I said, shit, oh, there's Zap. I said his real name, obviously. And we all had exes with the same name. And she was like, which Zach? And I was like, my Zach. And he was there with her pushing the baby stroller up the hill. hill. And I was like, oh, this is wild. And we started to drive. And my homegirl, at the time, her dad was really sick. So she, like, she was dying. So he was, she was, like, upset at everything, which, which she should be. And I started to drive off. She was like, bitch, pull this car over. We kicking the baby stroller over. I'm like, no, no. No, we can't do that. So I've never actually spoken to him after all of this shit transpired, but I've seen him in that capacity. But other than that, I don't have a reason to talk to him. Damn. So yeah, that was <laughs> not what you look like. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. So I mean, that's also why I've been single for so long. I just realized like I spent most of my formative years with a nigga who I would do anything for. Yeah. And like I, I got inklings of who I was, but I wasn't really sure because everything that I did was in the scope of a nigga being there too. Yeah. Like all my plans were me and Zach or Zach and I, like yeah. I want to do this, but Zach isn't like, I never did anything for myself at that point. And I'm the oldest girl and my brothers are 14 and 16 years younger than me. Like my whole life from 14 at this point to 26 has been about somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, and then after I will say talking to the nigga from Atlanta was my real taste of like being an adult date, like the the wild shit. Cause like he faded to black and I was like, oh, not me who niggas want to wipe all the time. So like, it was just, it was yeah. a reality, that and it was a reality check that like, yo, the game isn't what I think it is. So yeah. I need to just sit back, be by myself, see what I want to do with my life and then see, you know, actually date. And decide what I want from a partner or not. So And that was after you started dating other people. Because you tried to rebound, basically. Yeah. And yeah. I he thought he was the rebound. Me and and honestly, me and that guy was on and off for like five years. All right. Four or five years. But I think that it was just because he was the rebound. Like we were supposed to be friends, but I yeah, was yeah. attracted to him. Yeah. And again, when I'm attracted to you, it's like I'm hardly attracted to anybody. So yeah. I we were just supposed to be friends, but we were attracted to each other. So we kept going back and forth when it should have been done. Yeah. And like now we're still cool, but we had to, I literally had to be like, yo, we can't do this anymore because we're not, we're not supposed to be together, my nigga. Like we wasting each other's time. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to be friends. It took a while for us to yeah. get here, but yeah, we here. So, oh man. So you, what would you say your healing process was like during that time? Just hanging it, out with friends? It's and- funny because I, this is the part where <laughs> the song dedication comes in. I I was not upset. Cause again, when I'm done with people at that point in my at that point in my life, I was like, when I'm done, I'm done. Like I've you I had stayed through so much being so fed up. Like it didn't once I I said I'm done, like once I'm the one to break it up mm-hmm. because of some shit like that, it's it's a wrap. Yeah. So 
I probably, I was good. Like I had a new nigga already lined up. I was like, but it was just one day where Melanie Fiona, it kills me came on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. I was in the bed with that shit on repeat for 24 hours. I don't know how my grandmother did not call the police on me. Like my friend came in, she came to bring me bagels and I'm like in a hoodie under the covers in bed. And she like came in, my grandmother let her in. She hears the song playing and then she's talking to me and then she hears the song playing again. And then she's talking to me. She, she's like, so we not going to turn this off? Or I was like, nah, bitch, this shit is hitting my heart. And she was like, you know what? Take this bagel. I'm going to bring you some wine and I'm think I'm going to leave you alone for a little bit. You want me to stay? I was like, nah, I think I need a minute. And that was, it was like 24 hours and I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I have mm-hmm. to get past this. I'm the one who made this decision. And I realized, it was, this was probably like April. Yeah. So I didn't know, I knew about the shit with the tickets, but yeah. I didn't know about the shit with the, the kid yet. Yes. So yeah. I was kind of like, I know this nigga ain't shit, but I didn't know how much ain't shit he was. So it was just kind of like, I like I spent eight years with a nigga yeah. who I didn't actually really know. But I will say, I feel like the majority of my healing has taken place in the last year and a half, which is this, like, which is like nine years later because I, I didn't realize how much that shit affected me because to me, I was good. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm not upset. You know, I didn't really think about, um, I didn't really think about how it was affecting me. Yeah. So I, I never, ha- I don't think I've. I had a possible boyfriend, but I've never claimed anybody since then. Wow. Like, I, there's a nigga who, after we stopped talking or dating, he tells people I'm his girlfriend. I was like, oh, I guess I was. But I, we never had a conversation about it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I can't. I realized that. I was like, yo, I'm very dark. Mad dark, yeah. Sorry. Um, I was like, all right, cool. I guess I am your girl. But, like, we never had a conversation about it. So, yeah. I just was at a point where that was fine for me because I didn't want to be in a relationship. Like, I, it wasn't until maybe 2016 mm-hmm. I decided, like, yo, maybe I am ready to start actually dating with the intent of being in a relationship. But then it still also was kind of just like I never was going in intentional. Yeah, I would I'd be like, oh, if it happens, it happens because that was the way. But... I I was never pressed to have a title. Mm. Even this like last situation that I was in, we talked for like a year, but I'm not, I'm just not pressed for a title in general. You want to roll right into it? Not, not, I'm okay with, I'm okay with us not being like, I don't have, you don't have to go around and be like, oh, this is my girl, post me on Instagram. As long as you hold it down and we're loyal, we know that there is a, a, um, situation uh, not a situation but we are moving towards a common goal yeah like we want to see where this goes we plan on being together and but i realized like in the last year and a half that that shit don't work like you gotta have like even if it works for me which i'm okay with yeah sometimes it's not a lot of niggas need the the title Mm -hmm. more than women do because that is a concrete commitment for them yeah so like a lot yeah. of a lot of niggas aren't providing consistency or commitment when it comes to shit like that because they don't have that title and because right, I'm the person right. that doesn't ask for that title because of me realizing it doesn't matter if you're engaged or not if a nigga's gonna be ain't shit he's not gonna be ain't shit so there's a lot of healing that's happened in the last few years and especially these last few months about me deciding what I want and what I need yeah. and like what I'm gonna ask for so 
It took a while to get here for you me tried, to actually um, recognize it. You tried therapy? I'm in therapy, yes. All right. Good, good. I've been on and off in therapy, but I've been consistently in therapy for the last year and a half. And I think that the conversations, even though they aren't geared specifically to that, yeah. have like unearthed a lot of things. And I write too. So like the writing prompts from therapy, I write shit and I'll be like, oh, bitch, this is what you was thinking this whole time. Like yeah. it's confusing, but we yeah, so. To go back, what did your parents think about them? I mean, my parents were, my family is very like West Indian. They don't be talking to each other about nothing. Every once in a maybe once every eight or 10 years, we'll have a big ass fight and nobody talks about it again the next day. <laughs> they didn't even realize I broke up with him. What? Like, cause I didn't, I mean, I didn't tell them. Yeah, yeah. Like we're, I love my family. We're close. We spend time together, but we're not close, close. Like they're yeah. not my friends. So they liked him, but I feel like they saw some shit in him that they didn't like. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to tell me because I'm I'm very patient until I'm not. So mm-hmm. like when it came to him, I'm like, not my nigga. Like, so I'm burning the whole house down. Aww. So I feel like they, we did get in one argument about him and they were like, y'all keep going back and forth. Like, you know, you talking about marriage, you're 23. And I'm like, that's my nigga. I love it. Like <laughs> being a big ass dummy. Yeah. So we broke up in January. But it wasn't until like one of my other cousins who came up for Easter was like, yo, where's Zach? And I remember everybody at the Easter table kind of like, like hey, stopped eating yeah. and like looked up off the corner of their eye, like to hear what my response was, like trying to do it real subtle, like to hear what I said. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, we broke up a little bit ago. And everybody kind of just like looked at each other like a knowing glance and just kept going back to the eating. So we never talked about like mm. him. I found out later actually. He, like, took money from my grandmother. Like, it was wild what? shit. Like, the nigga, <laughs> if I see the nigga, I still kind of low-key got to slap him, but I haven't seen him. <laughs> low-key got to slap I him. I do. Like, now that I'm saying all, because it's been so long, yeah. I haven't gone through the story. Like, and I'm remembering little shit. Like, he, like, we used to do Susu, basically. Yeah, yeah. And it was his time to, he got his first hand, and he never paid the rest of the hand. What? So, like, oh, it's shit dirty. like that. I'm like, for my grandmother, my, my nigga. So like, but it that's crazy because all this shit happened in the last year or two mm-hmm. of our eight year relationship. So that's also why I'm like, I'm not pressing because you can have this. We were boyfriend and girlfriend for eight years. I've known you for 10 and I would have never thought you're doing this shit. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was, that's why I said trust your intuition because I had little ideas along the way and they were red flags. I just ignored them ignored because that the was my nigga. Yeah. Where did you learn love? God damn! What the fuck? That that was on a questionnaire. I never put it. Wow. Okay. Yes. I. Where did I learn love? Um. Again, my family is very like they're not emotional. I'm the most emotional. They used to talk. Mm-hmm. I cry for everything. Um. <laughs> you be crying on the show. I do be yeah. crying on the show because I love them niggas. Like I hate them, but I, those are my niggas. Mm-hmm. I love them. Um. I'm a very empathetic and emotional person, and my family is the complete opposite. Mm. Is that a West Indian thing? Um, I know some West Indians who are emotional, but I, my family is not that family. All right. All it right. is it is a good foreigner thing, but I do know some families who are like that. All right. I will say I learned love from my friends, and that's why I will do anything for them, because I didn't really know like what affectionate love was yeah. until them. And I would say him, 
because I like growing up, I'm I'm the homie. Like you see, I have male friends all mm-hmm. over. Like I've always been that person. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't the girl in college, like or not college in high school where who had a boyfriend every week and shit yeah. like that. Like I've always just been the chill, laid back. I'm hanging with the niggas. Like I've been my female friends, boyfriend's friend. They like, oh, let me talk to Siobhan so she can talk some sense into you. Yeah. So I also think there was an insecurity thing. So when he came and I had a boyfriend before him, so it wasn't, he wasn't my first boyfriend, but I think when I had this real adult hood nigga who talking about we going to get married and I loved him back so hard, yeah. it was kind of like, oh shit, like th- this is it for me. Right. So I also didn't like, so I'd want to say I learned a bit of love for him, but I'm not sure if that love was genuine because it might've been an insecurity love right, versus right, right. the love for the person who he actually was. Mm. Um, so I learned love from my friends and I will say that I learned a lot about love from the last person I had dated. That right. We like just stopped dating because he also was in therapy and like shit that I wasn't used to. And he's probably the, person I've taken the most serious in the last few years because of him being in therapy a lot of the shit that I just didn't know how to deal with he'd be like all right calm down let's talk about it right so I learned a lot about love from him too as well in the last few years I was so yeah all right that was good that was friends first and then the last guy he Mm -hmm. showed you yeah he showed me what love can be like and even though like we aren't it's not we're not together and it's not happening I learned so much from this last year about what to bring into my next relationship. Mm. And why I wouldn't work with this guy? Um, there's a lot of compl- let's, call, let's call him what? Uh, raspberry. What? You like a berry, nigga? <laughs> it's mad random. I'm like you. I'm like you love a berry. Clearly, um, we we're in two different places. This is the, he has, I will say he has a lot going on. Is and he a, is he, well, let me ask you, what's your type? What, what's, do you have a type? I used to say that my type was like tall and dark. Not beard. tall, like personality-wise. Personality? Oh, yeah. I, 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 it's very hard to explain this because most people don't know who my male friends are, but I say my type is my male friend who I want, who I, I'm attracted to. Like, okay, okay. I need, like I need the person type. to be my nigga. Like, yeah. we're laughing, laugh, we're joking. Joke. I can see that, yeah. Like, I don't want... If my nigga's not funny, like, every, all my friends are funny. What am I going to have a boring oh, nigga yeah. for? You can't like, be around. Yeah. Same energy podcast, you bring a nigga around? That nigga's going to hate all rap. of us. Like, yeah. And my friends are joking on him. Like, right. I, But I need somebody who is my friend first. Like, legitimately my best friend that I'm attracted to. So, like, funny, still okay with communicative, okay with being open and talking things out, but respectfully. Um, I need the nigga to be kind of like an uh, affectionate thug. I like, oh I told God. I told people, I, I used to tell people I like a hood corporate nigga. Like, I want a corporate thug. I want I could take off the suit and be like, Yeah, like I tattoos. need you to be versatile. Yes. <laughs> I don't need him to have mad tattoos, but usually they do. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, that's, I just need somebody who is legit my nigga first. Like, gotcha. I need a friendship before anything. That's good. Yeah, so yeah. that like is that. my type. But with him, and he he is that. Like yeah, right. that nigga's my nigga first before anything. I just, I think we were on just two different pages. Mm-hmm. And like, again, I'm like, all right, I think you need a commitment to really see a future. And I'm already 
thinking mm. about us. Yeah. And we always said we were going to be each other's lives, but I think his priority, he was my priority and he had more priorities before me. Right, right, And right. that's understandable where his life was and what the priorities are. So I, I don't fault him for that. But at the same time, like, how I'm 36. Yeah. How much longer are we going to be here? I'm yeah. going to be here waiting. Like, and if you aren't, if you're not going to fight for this, like, yo, I can do it or at least try. Like, let's just leave on good terms while we can before mm-hmm. um, before we end up hating each other. No, that's that's mature. I'm that's mature, mature pitch. Yeah. <laughs> now, what I was thinking about, because you said something about by, by 30, you want to be married. Did, mm-hmm. you, did you always have a timetable? Yes. I'm like, I'm before I'm a Capricorn to a T. Like, I love a plan. All I right, love instructions. Right. I'm like, this, 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 this. And it needs to happen this way. Now, when um, it doesn't happen, how do you react? Usually, I um, I get anxious about it. But I think that was my first lesson in realizing that life doesn't go as planned. Right. Like, no matter how much you plan, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the shit? No matter how much you plan, God laughs at you. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was my first lesson. Like, you thought, bitch. So, um, you, I, I've learned to realize that as much as I plan, God gave me what I needed and not what I wanted. Mm. So I never thought I would be working as an event producer at a social media company. I thought I was going to be working at J.P. Morgan Chase as a marketing research analyst Mm. and like have a kid, have three kids, maybe four, and be married and doing all this shit. Now, give me two kids and that's pushing it. And I want to travel the world and with my nigga before I even have kids. So like it letting life play out how it was supposed to really brought me to the person that I am. Yeah. As much as I hate it. Yeah. So that's what I definitely learned. All from right, this might get a little tricky to ask. All right. So okay. the woman I come across, okay. they always have this age 35 mm-hmm. as a little clock that oh, I want to have kids by 35. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that mindset? Before when I was with him. Yeah. And now, what's your thoughts on now, like, being 36 now? What's now, your I will say, every once in a while, it does creep in my head. Like, I do, I would like a kid. Mm-hmm. But I also realize, like, how hard it is to raise a child on your own. Right, right. So, if I have a kid, obviously, whether mm-hmm. it's pl- whether, when it's unplanned, I'm still going to love that child and do my best to right. co-parent with its dad. But I... With the family. Yes, the, yeah. the father, the family the people involved in the children who want to be involved in the child's life. But I've also seen, I've also been miserable. I've been Mm. miserable in a relationship. I've been miserable by myself. And I see people who, who think that children can fix fix that misery. And I realized like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to bring a child into an unhealthy environment. So like, yeah, I would like a kid, but also I would like to travel the world. I'd like mm-hmm. to stack my bread. I'd like to get a house. I want, I also had to realize in this space that I want to be a partner more than I want to be a parent. Mm-hmm. Like, I think most men think that they want to be a parent before they want to be a partner. They want to carry their legacy on. Yeah. And I'm the opposite. Like, I want to enjoy my husband or my partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. So even though I do have the, I'm not even going to be fake. I do have the moments like, damn, I'm 36 and I even got an inkling of a nigga <laughs> to have, to have a kid. It, I sit down and I remember when I prayed for the place that I'm in now yeah. and like I, how hard I've worked to get here. And I don't discredit that. And I realized that 
all none of this was the plan. Mm. But I'm so blessed to have it. Right, right. So I just need to keep going and trust that God has the right plan for me. Yeah. Manifestation is, is real. It's very it's real. real. Very real. Yeah. So, all right, you'll be there. Now, I have a question mm-hmm. from one of your co-hosts. What? You have to guess who it is. But I'm, I'm like, Wait, you asked that? <laughs> no, I told him I was interviewing you. Oh, and God. He was like, I was like, send me a question. He said, like, I got you. I cannot believe so you this. Gotta, I'm... You got to answer. You got to, you got to. Answer the question, but then uh, uh, try to see who, I mean, uh, try to guess who okay. sent the uh, question. What personal characteristics have you developed currently that you wish you had more of when you were younger and with your ex? I feel like this was Will. I feel like this is Will who asked me this. Why, why, why do you feel that way? As much as Will is annoying... He asked some really thoughtful questions. All right. I think they all do, but I think Will really tries to like dig deeper into the thoughtfulness. I might be wrong, but it's it's either Will or Seth, but it's definitely uh, Will. I, I think Will first, but it's probably Seth. It's Seth. Okay. <laughs> all right. Seth is great at asking questions, yeah, yeah. but Will really... And this that's guy a, said, let me drink this drink and I'll I, I come back to you. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I... So the things that I wish I had when I was with my ex was I wish that I realized that you can love somebody else and love yourself just because you love yourself more or you are yourself doesn't wait, wait hold on you can love somebody and still love yourself yeah but, but love yourself I, more th- that was the first part but I was correcting myself you can love yourself more than somebody else and it not be an insult to that person like right, I think correct. that again I love my partner's more my past partners love more than I love myself in the past I would do anything for them yeah I would and I would try to make it work whether I knew it wouldn't work mm. um even if we weren't in a relationship like I just because I love the person I'm like well I love them so we gotta we gotta figure this out yeah um but now I'm in the space where I realize like you can love somebody and it's still not a fit like if it doesn't feel right to me, yeah, it's not right, and that's why I'm at with this person, like my my the one I just broke up with. So yeah. it's kind of like, all right, well, we love each other very much, but this just not gonna work out. It's just not gonna happen. So we move on. We we leave with grace. We not we just cool. So I yeah. and I don't think people know how to break up with grace, and I think that's where the, it's hard. Yeah, it, it's very hard, hard yeah. because. I think that people, again, people think once you love, that should just be it. But there's so much more than, than love. My so, bad. No, I'm it's not. I'll tell husband. you something later. Okay. I was like, wait. So um, so I wish I would have, I would have had more faith and security and love for myself while I was in my, with my other partners and realized that it's, I'm not hurting them by loving myself too. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> I still can't believe that Seth out here giving uh, questions. Right. I'm surprised he held it down. I'm surprised he didn't send me no emoji eyes asking if we recorded yet. <laughs> nah, it was supposed to be yesterday. He said this what? Yesterday morning, uh, yesterday afternoon. Mm. But that's deep. But someone going through a heartbreak, wait before I ask this question. I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after. I'm mad hype right now though. <laughs> Everybody's blowing my phone up. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, okay. So, so it's a good thing. I'm it's assuming. a good thing. Okay, so we'll talk about it after. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me just peek real quick. Go ahead. Please peek. I'm about to say, nobody blowing my phone up. So 
like oh then Oh, shit. <laughs> Let me screenshot that. I'm very excited for you, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was looking at it. I forgot that you I had mean, it. I I've literally just trying was... trying to get her attention forever. And look, oh, look, my look, God. Look what gets her attention. I'm like, why am I getting blown up like this? That's fire. All right, yeah. People calling me. I was like, why is your phone going off so much? Yeah. All right, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, this is crazy. That is. I'm I'm very excited for you though. Yeah. All right. I gotta, I gotta, you gotta <laughs> we gotta really we gotta really focus on that right. after this. I'm Let's... like, what the fuck is going on? Okay, zoo, zoo, zoo. My, my, my uh, watch is going off. All right, hold on. All right. Okay. Oh I'm about to cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to cheese. All right. But some damn, I can't even think right now. Um, it's okay. It's all right. All right. But somebody going through a heartbreak or breakup, what's some advice you would give them? This is going to be very hypocritical because I, you ain't follow it because I don't follow it. Ever. <laughs> um, I. You have to feel your emotions. You have to feel your feelings. Like Feel your feelings. It's wild because we we know like when we break up with somebody, it's kind of like. It's usually not because of a graceful situation. It's usually somebody did something to fuck it up and now you're mad at the person or you don't like the person mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And we were like, we shouldn't be upset about crying over this nigga or right. being mad at this nigga or being hurt or feeling pl- feeling played. And we get mad at ourselves in the process. Right, right. And I, I think that we don't realize that it's okay to feel these feelings. Like, cry that shit out. Like, don't let it, don't let it overtake you. But don't try to ignore them because you think you need to man up or you mm. need to be past that, like, you need to actually go through the motions and grieve because it's a scientific fact that the same feelings that you have when a loved one dies are the same feelings that you have when you break up with somebody that you love. Mm-hmm. So True. if those are the same feelings, you need it's a you're grieving, but you're grieving someone who you can see down the block. Right. It's right. hurt, it hits different. It right. hurts different. So you have to process those feelings and to process them, you actually have to let them come out. Yeah. So you have to feel your feelings, even though I do not listen to that. Feel your feelings. That's a good one. Because I'd be like, nah, Same. I'm going to just move on. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. You tell everybody that. Yeah. And also, yeah. I've, I went through a lot of Casamigos and weed. But when I be breaking up with niggas, I be drinking. Every time? Weed. Well, Casamigos kind of. I mean, Casamigos new, but so te- tequila. I went straight to Casamigos. Damn. They got me on branded. But yeah, I be. I remember one time I broke up with the guy I went back and forth with right after my ex. We broke up where we stopped talking, whatever you want to call it, on Christmas Day. Mm. I woke up the next day. My friends found me under a blanket, drinking tequila straight, watching Sex in the City movie. They was like, bitch, was are up. you okay? Yeah. So like you, but I needed that. Like I needed to be upset yeah. because I'm, I'm never upset. I'd be like, all right, I'm over it. Yeah, it is yeah. what it is, but. You have to feel your feelings. Yeah. Now, the biggest lesson learned from this relationship, probably overall mm-hmm. relationships, what, what would you say? Um, again, trust your intuition. You have to trust that shit. Like, there is a thin line between anxiety and intuition. And I think that people need to sit with themselves so they really know what are the difference between the two. Right, right. Um, because I have both. So <laughs> I have to decide. And um, it's a constant struggle, but it's something that you, you need, especially if you're going to be with a partner. Um, 
Again, make sure that you know that you can love yourself and love somebody else simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And loving yourself more isn't a insult to the person that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, and be yourself in the relationship because I changed a lot of who I was to mm. appease him. Like didn't have That's as much, yeah, didn't have yeah. as much male friends because I knew how he felt about them. Stayed home a lot much because he a lot more because he was a chill nigga and I I wanted to go out with my friends because yeah. I was younger. Yeah, but I wanted him to know that. He was the most important thing. You gave thing. a lot of yourself in this relationship. I that's- gave a lot. And that's also why I'm so protective of myself now. Mm-hmm. But also, I had to realize that that was a direct counter. That's part of the healing that in the last yeah. year and a half. It was kind of like, I gave so much that after we broke up, I gave nothing. Mm. Like, vulnerability? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, so I'm in the last year yeah. and a half, I've had to learn how to be vulnerable again with my friends. And that is something that is like the last lesson, like not just be yourself, but just realizing that. And again, this is being hypocritical because I'm still working on it. But mm. vulnerability is not a characteristic for like a character flaw. No, like yeah. it's but shit, it's, it's part feel, of your healing. It's but like, people but being even if you aren't even if nothing's happened, a lot of people have grown up not been taught not to be vulnerable, like keep to yourself. People yeah. will stab you in the back and things like that. And learning to be vulnerable and then if that vulnerability is taken advantage of, still be okay to love and be vulnerable again. That's the biggest lesson. Again, I'm a hypocritical bitch because I am still learning that. But I realize that that is what I'm working towards. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You're right. We we, we both alike because I I practice like the same shit you're preaching. Yeah, I'm but, preaching it. Yeah. But I'm also trying to do it. Got you. <laughs> I don't even know want to it. be fake. Yeah, just, just in case any of my old niggas listen to they be like, that bitch is lying. <laughs> like, <laughs> she cap it. She that hoe is cap a liar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, nah, it's an everyday struggle. And I think that's also what people think is supposed to happen. Like, they think, all right, well, I'll get over it or I'll be better by it. healing is, Stefan says all the time, I don't know if he's ever said it on the podcast, but he said it when we, Progress is a slow process. Like, mm-hmm. we're always getting better. We're always healing. Right. We're always actively working. And that's, again, had to learn that. Like, I want an end goal. And I realized there is no end goal to this. It's always going to be me. Something else. Something else. Me yeah. constantly learning how to be these yeah. things. Especially if I'm learning with a partner. Yeah, yeah. Life comes at you fast. So shit's going to happen. So you have to be right. vulnerable in those new scenarios, too. Right. What's next for you? Like, are you on a dating apps? Did you sign? Did you make one? <laughs> Yo, I... Like, are you answering DMs? What is it? Is I Polo so Will helping you? Was it? Uh, I do. I you want to hit up Sio Lincoln bio. What is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> hit up Sio Lincoln bio. So, yeah. the joke is, one of Stefan, Seth, and Will and I's friend, I went on a... a today... Is a UA guy? Yes. Oh, my God. All so, right. this morning, I woke up, and I don't know what the fuck was on my brain, but I was like, I'm... I'm going to be outside. I need a new nigga. And I'm like, I'm ready to like actually date people. And I've always been mm-hmm. ready, but I haven't been back on a dating app since I was in Cali. All right. Because I was like, I, I feel like I'm going to see people I know. But I was like, I always, I'm, I'm on, I was on Hinge. I'm not on it no more. Yeah. So that's what I downloaded. I've seen mad people. I downloaded Hinge <laughs> this morning, went through the whole like rigmarole, yeah. uploaded the pictures. The first profile is our homie. And I, I saw it and I said, 
this is a sign from God. And I deleted the app. I didn't see nobody else. Just him. Yeah. And I deleted the app. So he's I'm, seen you. <laughs> no, I, I text him. him. I text oh, him right, immediately. Right, right. Yeah. I text him immediately. I'm like, nigga, while I got in this dating app, I decided to talk myself back into it. He was like, yeah, you should have. It's nasty. Out here. It's nasty. <laughs> it's bad. I, 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 yeah. So I, I'm open to dating. I yeah. am. If, a, if I see somebody I am interested in, they approach me. You shoot your shot? I am not usually the one to shoot my shot. You're 36. You better start am, shooting. I'm, I'm about I'm playing, to. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Listen. <laughs> but no, I am. I'm trying to get myself there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am working towards letting niggas know that I would like them to approach me. Now, how are you doing this? Because so women like, are horrible at shooting a shot. But, um, or sending messages. You know. I know. You sh- I used to be worse. I'd be like, don't these niggas hear me thinking about them? Like, why the fuck they don't want me? <laughs> like, all right. Um, I'm engaged in conversation. I initiate conversation, especially in like Instagram DM. Yeah, yeah. Um, I may say comment on something like, "Oh, I thought about you because of something." Like letting them know I'm thinking them of them past uh, IG story or right. DM. Like all oh, this came up and it reminded me of you. So I'm in like giving subtle hits, or I'll like compliment them like, "Oh, you you look great in this picture." Or some slight things, not like pull up on me, nigga, but. I'm yeah. easing my way there. Um, I do answer DMs mm-hmm. if niggas approach me correct because there are people who are just trifling yeah. In, yeah. in the DM. Um, but yeah, I am outside trying to get somebody <laughs> to stay inside with. Oh my God. You, you, it's or go outside it's with. It's preseason right now? It's yes, it is. It right. is. It's absolutely preseason. Yeah, that's how I, Hey, you ain't the only one. Everybody's out here. I know. I know. Being back in New York is overwhelming though because I... Went from like it's hardly anybody outside, even pre-pandemic yeah. in Oakland and Cali, and then I came back and I was like, "Wow, I forgot what outside was like." And I am over. You went to Litnik, huh? You went to Litnik? Hell no! Oh, all right, good. Cause I could, I could not. I would have when we went to at Juneteenth. I was like, there was a, a lot, lot of, people, of people here. But Litnik was, it was, it was like four times the amount. It of looked people. like it was fun, but I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. I have other events. I'm also making sure that I don't just go to my friends' events this summer because Smart. I know so many people yeah. that my friends' events aren't me finding a nigga or seeing potential niggas. Yeah. It's me seeing my friends and getting drunk and having fun, which I love. Yeah. But if I'm going to be intentional about actually finding somebody, I need to be in other spaces. All new, right. new venues with new people. Yeah. I'm trying. Gotta, hey. The link in bio. Okay. Hit up Sayo. <laughs> please, please don't have Seth encourage you. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite parts. I hate when they them. freestyle in the beginning. That's my one of and my I'm, favorite parts. And I just parts. be like, "Hey, I'm Sayo. Yo, yo, it's mad funny because it started because we used to all do this together, yeah. and I cannot do the freestyle once we're on the mic. I'm like, oh wait, what? Once that, that was the, that's my that was my favorite part. One time they called me Titney Houston, and I was like, wow, these niggas are so <laughs> fucking witty. I will never be able to think of these shits. Yeah. Oh, my it's horrible. God. Um, now, the last but not least, the song. I know you ain't put one. I did not like put to one. Dedicate it, to your ex. I really want to say that it was Melanie Fiona, It Kills Me. But like I said, that was For you. That past. was for you. Yeah. yeah, that was the past. And that was the shit that was part of my healing. But um, I really think that it might have been... Best You Never Had by Beyonce. That's a good one. 
That's a good like, one. I, I really, used to listen to that song a lot. Yeah. I was I, my breakup. It came on one time or twice. And somebody was like, oh, this is you and Zach. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And so what us talking made me think about it again. So I will so say Beyonce, that it's best, what, that's the name best, of the, best, best I never had. Best, best you had. never had. Something like that. Yeah. All right. That's a good song. All right. Yes. See, you did that. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Um, I am on all social media. Well, not TikTok. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at just call me Sayo, J-U-S-T-C-A-L-L-M-E-S-I-O. Um, I also have a website slash blog where I write, um, it's just call me Sayo.com. All right. And I will, you can find me outside also. (laughs) I will be outside this summer, mildly, (laughs) but there. Mildly. No, you be out, you out there. No, I'm hiding in this apartment all summer as oh much as my I can. God. Listen. Um, and your podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm also, Same Energy Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, Google, and we have a YouTube. Um, it's Same Energy Pod on Twitter, but we hardly use that. So, Same Energy Podcast on all Instagram. Right. Yeah. Um, yes, you can follow us there. We have merch dropping soon, even though it sound it's kind of shaky, but we definitely have merch <laughs> dropping soon. Um, listen, just bear with us. We funny, but we inconsistent. So, funny. but we funny. So, just listen. Yeah, we got fifty episodes for you to catch up on. <laughs> Thank you, Sayo, of for course. doing this. Thank like, you for having me. People are gonna hear a first time story or Jesus. first time situations. Mm-hmm. So it was good for you to share and. I would never guess you've been through this. Like, this is, that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Of and that's course. my views of an ex. <laughs> <laughs>